Hi, everyone. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if a bunch of therapists sat down together to talk life, therapy, and our wild experiences? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to another episode of If the Couch Could Speak. I'm Sam, and I'm today's host, and I'm joined by my lovely friends, Carissa and Jess. And today we're going to talk about anime. Woo! <laughs> All right, y'all. I, you know, Carissa was waiting for her day, and today is my day. That's all I'm fucking saying. We here, we running it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so let's get started. I know a lot of people are like, "What is anime? It's a bunch of cartoons. It's a bunch of just, you know." I, trust me, my family used to be like, "Why are you an adult? Why are you watching this shit?" And I'd be like, "It's for adults too." So let's get started into actually what anime is. So originally, I think one of the things that we wanted to bring this into because there is a there is a big relationship between anime and mental health and how they portray it. And so, before you know, we go into the definition of specifically what anime is. Um, well, actually, no. Let's just start with what is anime. So anime was created in the 1980s, right? So anime comes from the word in Japan, the Japanese word animation, right? And so that is basically their way of taking animation and make, converting it into a Japanese word. So that's where we get the term anime. There are a few different um, uh, words that may be thrown around um, just so that you get a clearer definition. There is anime there's manga and there's also cosplay so just to kind of review these things so everyone knows what they mean anime is going to be the animated animated series the cartoons that we see on television these are the shows um, that have been running for a really long time long time is since the 80s right um manga is what is the actual book. So when you think of a comic book or like a graphic novel, manga is going to be the Japanese version of where most of these stories originate and then they are converted into a series, much like most books are converted into movies, right? Same kind of principle. And cosplay is the wonderful ode to the love and basically fidelity of obsession and appreciation of this genre so cosplay is what you see all of us right now doing um is basically taking your favorite character and dressing up as whoever you want to be um so again so let's go ahead now that we all kind of know what anime is um and the definition of it let's go ahead and get into basically anime and mental health and why are we bringing anime into into this podcast when mostly it's about mental health right one of the big reasons i we were really excited to bring this into it is because anime are just a manga culture in general um they are a very deep um multifaceted series basically showing all these different layers of the characters so even though we're watching it in 2D, <laughs> the characters are way deeper than just 2D, right? So anime and manga have a history of projecting basically mental illness. So they have mental illness as potentially these life experiences that add depth to a character. Um, 
a lot of anime specifically like very dark ones as well will kind of talk about the struggles that people with mental illness might have people that are in isolation people that are um, not engaging socially are going to work there is culturally there can be quite a bit of that in the Japanese culture um, because of the holistic kind of realm of you basically you're very social from your high school middle school middle school years and then once you go into high school you basically are kind of like you're in this like academy right and you're trying to do what you're trying to do getting into high school in Japan is very very difficult because you're applying to it it's almost like college for us except it's at a younger level so you know I think that when we talk about mental health and there can be a lot of stigma I love that anime really provides this place to explore that um and so I kind of wanted to bring apart you know, does anyone have anything else to add in terms of anime and mental health? And I just wanted to do the introduction, but I definitely want both of you to kind of speak a little bit as to what you've seen, how anime explores mental health, um, before we get into everyone's little cosplay. Yeah, so I was introduced to anime really 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 early on mm-hmm. when I was a school-based counselor so a lot of my kiddos were so into anime and I noticed a lot of these kiddos were were those who were typically more lonely or you know didn't really feel like they fit in but anime provided this world that they weren't alone in that and those who stood out from the rest like in my hero academia there it's all about one individual who doesn't have a quirk or a special ability that everyone's inherently like born with and they were really able to identify with that and then i became a telehealth therapist and really launched into geek therapy so it kind of became my thing and it, and it it kind of stuck but I had a lot of kiddos who I was their school-based counselor and then I continued through the pandemic and then became private practice and licensed, but all throughout was the common theme of anime and whether it be in, you know, Netflix format or video format, whether it be manga or whether it be now being able to go to like WonderCon and cosplaying, it provided this sense of unity Mm -hmm. where, yeah, the world is shit, the world's in chaos, but you have something you can come together Mm -hmm. over, whether it be cosplay, whether it be an anime, it's something that unites. And yeah, you can be a loner, but we could be loners together. And for me, I'll kind of get into why I chose this, but for me, that was Pokemon. And I was able- Pokemon! Pikachu! (laughs) But for me, I was that weird kid. I was that loner kid. So I sympathize with a lot of the kiddos I work with. But for me, I was able to bond with other kids over Pokemon cards or, yeah, do you remember who's that Pokemon? Did you catch this last episode? So I was able to talk about that with other kids. So to me, anime is community. It's belonging. I love that. 
I think that's true. Carissa, I see you. What you gonna say? I love that as well. I think that's so inspiring. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I really enjoy anime. I've watched anime for as long as I can remember. I think the first one I watched was the Sailor Moon, I think. Might have been Sailor Moon. Um, and then uh, shortly after that was like Inuyasha. Oh, um, that's on my list. Yeah, you hack a show. So I was definitely uh, watching the lineup of Adult Swim <laughs> when I was not an adult. <laughs> but it was it was something so awesome, so raw, so cool to see them explore all these different um aspects of characters and how you know they kind of had to struggle to fit in whether that was like a mental health issue where they were like skipping school getting into fights or whether they were like you know um you know death note where it's like this thriller of they're trying to you know like figure out like what does it mean to be quote-unquote a person that has this ability to decide who should receive punishment based on their crime. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like right now, all of the things that we've seen in the world, a lot of people would feel like, you know, they feel a certain way about light. Yagami, uh, the the main character of uh-huh. his choices, um, and so like it was just so cool to see it like explored in that way, and I felt so seen and heard in so many different animes in so many different ways. I loved the music, um, became a big K-pop fan through anime, J-pop fan through anime, um, introduced me to the World Channel and like different cultures and traditions and. Um, so many different um, like aspects of my life like I really enjoy and I made a lot of great friends along the way through anime and so um, I really like and I'm excited for this conversation I know I'm excited too and I wanted to do a little introduction just so we could kind of talk a little bit about it before we kind of get into it because I don't want to be like who are we you know all the stuff when people may not know the terms and definitions who is that cosplay who is that cosplay (laughs) Who are you? Go ahead, Jess. You're first because you did the. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? I'm Pikachu. For me, yeah, Pokemon was was huge. It was all about the cards, the show, the movie. I saw the movie in theaters when I was a kid, and but another show really near and dear to my heart is Sailor Moon. We grew up with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, so it was so cool to have a kick-ass female empowered like cast so awesome in their outfits fashion here for it awesome very cool carissa well who are you who is that who am i who am i oh my gosh i am kind of cheating just a little bit um i am actually uh i couldn't get all the colors right but i did my very best i am sai nijima from Persona. Um, so all yes. of you guys that have played the video game, you know who it is. There is a uh, an anime version of Persona. So like, I'm like slightly cheating, but not really. <laughs> I think Persona is, it's a JRPG. Yeah. 
So if you think of animation, I think technically like you can say you're fine because it's animated. They do have anime episodes or screen like game yes. shots. Most video games, right, have like kind of like a, a movie scene, but mm-hmm. it's animated instead of video games. So it's actually like 2D versus like using yeah. the video game characters. It's very cool. But, she was such yeah. a badass. I was like, yo, I, I was trying to figure out what to be. I'm in her castle right or in her palace right now. That's I'm very close to the end. So when you're like it's I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're I've in been for, a for a long time. Yes. I I uh yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I will introduce myself. So for those of you who have, have taken a part of been a part of the fate series there are so many however fate ground order which is like the basically the last one i'm mash curie light and this is her right here um in her spirit form but this is her in terms of her very human form she kind of has these little glasses that i didn't feel like wearing um but yeah she has a little white dog and it's like super cute very popular series and also very very popular video game so mash is very fun this was actually well who what was that there? that was awesome yeah i love how much you look like her that is so throwing me off so this was the first cosplay i actually wore at anime expo in 2018 what yeah so i bought this like from amazon broke ass cosplayer whatever i had this dress and then i had a uh, this i had to borrow this because i couldn't find my other one and then i bought this from amazon and basically if you look up her you know i cosplayed for very very like under 50 dollars you know and um you know, Sam, I'm glad that you brought up broke ass cosplay <laughs> because, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I wish we were rolling right before this. I had like tape <laughs> and barrettes and cardboard. You look like you're gonna crayons. go to EDC. <laughs> like, I'm an, I would totally go to EDC like this with like cute <laughs> sequins, like yellow bikini. Here for it. Just like handing out pokeballs. Like, yes, I'm here for it. But. <laughs> A lot of people have this kind of notion or preconception that cosplay requires an ass load of money. And I know that's something that I worried about for so long. And I've learned that cosplay can even be makeup. It -hmm. can be a wig. It can be something Mm -hmm. thrifted. It doesn't have to cost hundreds upon thousands of dollars. And you can still have fun with it. I mean, this is cardboard and scotch tape. Yeah. For sure. Like, and I just like grabbed some shit out of my closet. I was like, this dress looks close enough. Mm -hmm. This hat for sure. And then I found like, I had bought these shoes for my birthday and it came with this flower. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take that flower. Yeah. It's not yellow, but I don't give a fuck. Closet cosplay. You know what I'm saying? And I got the little cards, the little playing cards stuffed it in there and I was good to go (laughs) I think one of the things that I really love about anime and the community within anime is that it is a very inclusive culture I think that it's kind of very similar as to potentially you know a lot of like emo and rock music there is a lot of emotionality with it and I think that 
anime is very expressive. And so when you watch the shows, they're showing men cry. They're showing them, you know, the hand scenes where they're like, <laughs> their hand, they close the coat, zoom up on their hand, their hands like, right? And they're angry, they're crying. They're, and they're not just like tearing, they're like scream, cry, like, <laughs> It's neurodivergent friendly too. Because yeah. not everyone picks up on subtle cues and in an anime, it's it's obvious, it's clear. The message they're trying to convey yes. is in colors, in exaggerated tears. I, I love that. Yes. And and uh, queer friendly, LGBTQ plus friendly. There's a lot of that as well. We have a lot of um, either male, you know, gendered dressing more effeminate or vice versa there's a lot there's a lot of memes going around where it's like you thought this was a guy or you thought this was a girl and guess what you know um there's a lot of like jokes like that as well but I just think that they're very much they push the envelope quite a bit and I think one of the reasons why they're able to do that is because in this culture it is so respectful and that everyone has to present and this unified like certain way that their creativity and they kind of push these kind of it doesn't it's not all necessarily taboo but they push these things mental health being one of them um and so and i think that as people that are watching this they're seeing these emotions these feelings these things being represented and sometimes it's in a very comedic kind of way and there are a lot of animes that are like for children or a lot lighter but then there are definitely a lot darker ones um as well and I think that for those people that really want to connect this is a community for them um I think we were one of the things we were talking about is how do we use anime in sessions Right. And so would anyone like to kind of speak to that? I'll go first. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of touched on it before, but I had a lot of kiddos who are really into anime. And as a geek therapist, I don't just talk about it in my sessions. I'm very experiential. So we'll watch an episode together. Like one episode of MHA has so my hair academia has so much info in it about mental health like you said sam it really is chock full of mental health mm -hmm. and what's neat is there's some roblox games as well that are based on different animes or different anime worlds so you're yeah. able to talk about the episode watch the episode and play together so you can have a multifaceted experience exploring just one episode of one anime or all of them the possibilities are endless but you're able to join in with your clients world and see what they take from the anime this world that they love so much join them in it right yeah i think Absolutely. um mm -hmm. i think one of the things too is i i, I think um Carissa, do you work with kids as well or is uh, i do not adults? want to broadcast <laughs> I'll take your kids, Carissa. It's okay. You can take my couples. Uh, <laughs> my couples. <laughs> a bitch that. gotta get licensed. <laughs> <laughs> so <But yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you good on your kid hours? Are you okay? <laughs> I 
kids love me, which is the funniest thing in the world. And what's hilarious is that they all think that that's my specialty. They all I'm like, I don't know who's lying to you. <laughs> you know why? It's because you're real and you're like, I ain't real fond of this. So I'm just going to do it. I'm going to show up. For those listening, kids are hard to work Kids are hard. It's my but I love my kiddos. I have so, so much fun. And actually, anime comes up. I, that's, why I'm, <laughs> that's why I asked you, because I was about to say, I was like, I know Jess is like kiddo therapist. She's coloring her ears and stuff while we're getting ready for the podcast. But I traditionally, I didn't ask for it. I just kept getting placed and placed and placed in kid places, right? I was just like, we only work up to 17. We don't take people above 18 and older. And I'm like, the hell, right? So that being said, people love working with me because I got my stickers on my little thing. Oh, you can't even see. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, anyways. But I'm the anime queen and I'd have all the therapists come sit next to me to know what the fuck these kids are talking about because they're like, what is this? I don't yeah. understand what is going on, you know? And I'd be like, oh, don't worry. I got you. I got you. It's something, you know, one of my supervisors at a previous site had told me she, she had been championing me to be a teen therapist because I'm a gamer. Um, and you the dark side. I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. And you don't want to do it, what? girl? Like, I love I'll my take couple. Your too. I love my elderly. Like, you don't understand. Like, take, they just take my. They girl. love we'll, me. We'll You're trade. an old soul. We'll trade. I'll, I'll stay a kid at heart forever and ever and get paid for it. But my teens are the shit. I love my teens. I enjoy our conversations. I love talking about. I think. One of the ones we're talking about is bleach. Um, and so like, I'm trying to catch up to one of my teens favorite episode. And I feel so cool um, that we're talking about it together. Uh, yeah, it's so cute. And I love it um, because like, it, it, you're right. It brings up so many different things mm-hmm. of like feeling, you know, feeling like you're, you don't belong or feeling like it's hard to talk to other people, especially when you're talking about like anxiety right right or even depression like my hero academia i love my hero academia like that is my jam Mm -hmm. i also love demon slayer do not get me started (gasps) demon slayer oh my god the lengths this boy goes to tantra the way he goes through yeah take care of his sister of nesuko All right, Girl, all right, all right, yeah. I don't even, and I like, I feel bad saying this because I don't remember homeboy's name, but the, the dude that does lightning. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I know what you're talking about. He has. I'm like, I don't know what kind of mental illness that is. <laughs> that he's like, he's scared shitless, and then he passes out, but he then becomes a, like a fucking badass. He has a panic <laughs> panic disorder. No, I, I'm so bad. It's got to be some kind of panic disorder. But this shit is hilarious. <laughs> he right. is my favorite character. Yes. So but yes. <laughs> while we're on the subject of anime, I you know, obviously we're on the subject of anime, but I meant about specific ones. I just want to preface and say that there is anime for every kind of mood, right? There is anime that is relatable that no matter your age background or gender right so let's get into some categories of different anime that you know we've seen Mm -hmm. um so 
personally, the one I'm watching right now, I'm watching Naruto. <laughs> okay. I had never seen Naruto until this past year. What? I know. I know. I like I was into anime and video games and then I went to college and then I stopped and I was working and I just stopped playing video games and then I started playing video games about in 2017 again. I stopped for a few years. I moved and all of that. And then I just picked right back up around like 2015 and want to say I started watching. Um, I used to watch it as a kid and I used to watch it in high school. But then there was just a lot of stuff, <laughs> trauma, going on. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Right. And so then I started I fell back in love with it. So <laughs> I am watching. I'm binging it. OK, there are like nine seasons of the first section of the first series of Naruto, which is um, what is that? Shonen Jump, right? When they're all little kids, I binge the shit out of that. And now I am watching, there's like 16 seasons of Naruto and I'm on like season nine or 10. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I just learned about the brother relationship between Sasuke and his brother, which by the way, I just and then Itachi, I got these. Oh, I got these little Funko. Oh, you can't even see them. Anyways. Ooh, okay, I'll show them later. But yeah, crying, crying, crying. Anyways, that's what I'm watching. So what are you currently watching right now? And then let's get into some categories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, since I'm already unmuted, I'll go first. I am watching Shield Hero. <gasps> One or two i'm watching season two right now i finished it's it it's out. on my list i got season two i already watched season one i'm watching season two is it good girl this is what i'm gonna say and i'm gonna tell you please listen to me if you want to watch shield hero do not start watching shield hero late at night you will stay the fuck up <laughs> you will not be able to watch you can't watch two episodes and then dip you have to <laughs> the oh. emotional Mm-hmm. snatching of it all that they oh, do to you man is that for is shield that hero in the first two episodes you would be like oh i can't go to sleep i need to see what happens to oh, this bitch. No. <laughs> is that is that princess in it the real the bitchy one so yes i am watching shield hero i'm watching season two uh as it comes out because it's currently coming yeah. out right now oh yes that's um, true and um i'm loving it i'm i'm really excited for it um i watched the first one as it came out so i'm gonna watch the second one my sister's on strike she's like i'm not watching it till it's all out <laughs> i that's how i am because i binge yeah i hate i'm a I binger too waiting. but i love shield hero i can't wait jess what are you watching None right now, only because I'm a Marvel hoe and I've been watching Moon Knight. Oh, oh. that's we can oh. get into that later because so the whole amazing. DID. Whew, we are so gonna explore the shit out of that show. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, growing up, I mean, we didn't have the fancy ass Netflix and shit that we do now, so I would catch glimpses of like Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z. But my favorite is Death Note for sure. Oh my god, like <laughs> such a good anime. But for like self care, I do Kingdom Hearts for sure. That is my shit. 
I love Kingdom Hearts or Alice Madness Returns. So I don't know if that would fall under anime. I don't Either think way. I've seen Alice Madness Returns. It is such a fun game. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, the next big question, and I'm sure this is everyone's wondering, sub versus dub. <gasps> we gotta, we're gonna, I'm gonna lose some people. <laughs> I will be the first one to go if you say that. Because the kind of people I am, when we hear that, we're like, oh no, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm a sub hoe. Oh! <laughs> I'm a sub hoe. I so am I. I'm a sub hoe. I mean, looking at... Fuck, what was the name? Squid Game. Looking at how, like, colossally, horrendously translated Squid Games was, <laughs> where the whole context was completely changed with dub. So, really? honestly, I mean... I'm hard of hearing, so I watch mm-hmm. captions anyways. Yeah. I I prefer sub. I put captions on for everything I watch too. You know, I didn't know that because I'm such a sub bitch. <laughs> I didn't even know Squid Games mm-hmm. was horribly translated. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. memes about it. Really? Oh, it's <gasps> bad. Oh, for man. sure. Oh, I didn't for even sure. know. Uh-uh. I grew up on dub because, like I said, I watched it on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's swim. fair. Yeah, I, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like I think it was probably a show because I would buy, we would buy, my mom would take me, we would buy like the DVDs as they came out. Oh. And so, like, you could watch the extras because I loved Yuhaka shows. So I would watch the extras and it would, they like interviewed like the um, voice actors. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one time they were interviewing them and they were talking about like you know how they were able to how the how uh, what a journey it was for them to do it for the first time and sub versus dub and I was like really and so I that was the first time where I didn't even know about that and I switched um, it over um and I think I I just never been the same since I just watched subs I like them I yeah give it to me straight <laughs> like my whiskey. <laughs> I think uh, to be fair, you get the context more. You get more of the what was intended, right? With sub. Um, I have one of the things, right? And people, so my, my, you know, my best friend, she's Japanese and she was born in Japan and came to the United States when she was 10. And we debate Sailor Moon. She's like, it's so bad. The dub is so bad. But to like, I feel that growing up, like I just I look for it. It's not even on Hulu. It's a new it's a new dub. But I would rewatch Sailor Moon as a dub because that's what I grew up with as a child, you know. Yeah. But I think as a kid, you just don't know better. <laughs> you know, and you're a kid. You're not trying to read. That's true. You don't even know how. <laughs> right. And so, yes, I think that was all super true. Although I did watch Full Metal Alchemist dubbed. And I really like Brotherhood and original. Both of them. Oh. And then I rewatched them again. So some, okay. I think, you know, uh, there are people that are maybe enjoying this show that might be visually impaired. And so it's not to talk shit on, you know, all of these people. IBC and the 
you know, these, the voice, the voice actors for these shows at all of the cons that I go to and they got lines of people, you know, so it's not to say that dub is shit, <laughs> but it's just, I think so much is better. <laughs> they need a better budget. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not saying it's good either. <laughs> just say like look i also read manga on the daily so these scanlation groups i'm sorry like if these people can like take their time hard-earned money to like learn the language try to read this manga and like share it with their friends mm-hmm. yo what are y'all corporations doing you <laughs> put some money into it you can have better dubs right 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 so you know, we've kind of talked about what we're kind of watching, but I definitely think if we're here to talk about anime and we've, we've been dropping some names, I definitely think we should talk about some of the main genres. Um, so basically in, in Japanese, the genres are five main categories and that's shonen, shoujo, seinen, josei, and koromomuke, right? If I butcher that, I'm so sorry. Again, to translate it, action comedy drama mecca and magic and i think mecca is going to be more of like the robot style yeah. fighting right and so, gundam yeah gundam which is so cool um so when you think of action what's the first anime that kind of really comes to you and i we're not talking mecca we're just talking action you hakusha dragon ball b you hakusha you hakusha oh let me see also yes dragon ball z for dragon sure Oh my gosh, Dragon Ball Z is a Hands good down. one. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now for the second category, what is the first one that comes to mind for comedy? <laughs> um, for comedy though, mm-hmm. just straight comedy. Fun. I mean, I know the song. The song is playing in my head, but I don't know the. I gotta look up the title. Please hold. So <laughs> I believe, damn it! <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Lucky what Star. Is, Lucky Star. Um, what is that new anime where the girl is a cosplay? Oh my gosh, it's a new one. Oh, My Dress Up Darling. That is like really a comedy. Um, and I love that one. I actually wanted to bring it up and talk about it just a little bit because it's an anime and it's a comedy, but it's about a girl that loves cosplay characters and anime. So oh she meets this guy. It's actually fairly new. It came out this year. And so she meets this guy in her school and she basically asks him to help her design this cosplay so he makes these dolls and he designs these tiny little you know paints them and like little clothes they're they're a type of doll right and um so then he embarks on this and she basically is like falling in love with him and he's like I've never had a girlfriend before oh my gosh and she's like very much like here try it on measure my bust measure this like he's like oh my god right it's like one of those it's very funny but he gets her to start watching these shows because he's like, if I'm going to design this for you, I feel like I need to know the characters. I need to see what they're about. I need to see the way that their clothing flows and stuff. 
so then he falls in love with anime too and it's just basically like an ode to cosplaying as an anime like it's just like anime cosplayception <laughs> cute as hell I love that yeah it's called um my dress up darling oh okay yeah and it talks about like she, her first cosplay or event that she goes to the wig is too hot the the thing is falling off like it's just like she That's tried to mood. it's just like you know she's just like basically her feet are hurting she's just she leaves early which is basically like one of the things that i i made a mistake i dressed up as esdeth from a comic got kill and she's this badass bitch and wears these fucking super high heeled like boots there she's like a general worst mistake i ever did was i wore those and i was just out and, and i just sat down <laughs> i would stand Aww. up for a picture and then yeah so um anyone else anyone else about i jumped in there but these questions are for you <laughs> i know i thought it was hilarious that we were stumped a little bit for comedy i was like that's a that's, <laughs> that's a telling of what kind of anime we watch <laughs> <laughs> yep oh my gosh there's also okay so um the next one so comedy also and they didn't kind of bring it into there wasn't listed in English, but comedy can also be um romance. Oh shoujo. Mm-hmm. Buruba. Okay. Uh, oh, uh fruits basket. <laughs> fruits basket. Okay. Fruits basket. Yeah, I watched that. Anything for you, Jess? There's also um, an anime where a girl gets, oh my gosh, it's called um, Kimi ni Todoke. Basically, it's about this girl that she looks like the girl from The Ring. <laughs> she's in high school. She gets bullied and made fun of. She doesn't get like bullied, but she's basically like isolated because everyone mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh she can see spirits and demons and she's like the nicest girl ever and basically like falls in the love with like boy the popular boy yeah they you know he likes her and all of that and it's very cute but it's also very funny because they even call her the wrong name because mm-hmm. her name is sawako but so they call her sadako <laughs> sadako because sadako is the name of the girl from the ring and she'll be like trying to smile she's like hello and they're like ah <laughs> So yes, that one is good. Um, I love that one. All right, another popular one. What about a drama? I guess Baruba is also a drama, technically. I I would argue that Death Note's kind of a drama. Yep, drama is a very popular one. So that one would be um, Death Hmm. Note for sure. Death Note for sure drama psychological you know um also more on the psychological but it is drama oh my gosh my cats are playing um is erased oh yeah it is uh he basically his he is his mom gets murdered and he goes back in time and retains his consciousness as an adult and becomes like five years old again or something basically like in kindergarten and he goes through his life and he's allowed an opportunity to stop two murders as well yeah it's like the butterfly effect yes Mm -hmm. 
that one was really good as well any supernatural or magic ghost hunt sailor moon <laughs> a lot of magic sailor moon good yeah avatar. I love that one too. avatar avatar yes yeah definitely for sure um inuyasha inuyasha yeah. you know i used to see the girl from inuyasha all the time and i always confused her for ray from sailor moon Mm. they look similarly um yeah so those are kind of some of the um some of the categories and stuff that we're we're talking about um and so where do you feel like what are some of the misconceptions maybe you had in the beginning about anime before you might have gotten into it or what are misconceptions that other people that you hear from other people when they find out you watch it or you're into this kind of nerdy stuff? Growing up, I it was, it was seen as more like, oh, you're trying to be Japanese, like cultural appropriation, like that's not your culture. When when I was growing up, now it's more inclusive, definitely. But it was it, it was kind of a certain clique would would be into anime or you had the other side in high school where only the weird kids were into anime and I'm glad it's not that anymore I mean I'm a, yeah. I'm a geek therapist and everything and culture has changed as we were growing up but it was definitely seen as I don't want to say taboo but you weren't think thought highly of of being into anime when I was growing up in the 2000s for sure um that and also like the whole demonic part I felt like came up for me um and uh just just the way that people kind of were like oh well what's what's that about um the questioning um and of course it didn't help when I watched the scarier animes like the vampire ones But it was like, it was entertainment and then I loved it. And it was like, I wasn't gonna stop doing something that I really enjoyed just because people had these like misconceptions about what it was. It was a great pastime. Like I loved it. It was, I, I shared it with my family. My family's a gamer family. We also watched anime together. Um, yeah, like I, I just really like Ghost in the Shell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> those were some of the misconceptions and like the whole you're a nerd or something like that never bothered me but it was a thing for people for you to just like to to claim that or to say that out loud uh was a big thing growing up yeah um I so one of the people that I used to date is a very very big like anime lover and enthusiast and um I remember he would share his experiences about how anime used to be uncool. If you watch it, you were weird. And he was a closeted anime watcher, right? And so it's not until now, like he would always joke and be like, you know, kids these days don't understand how like privileged they are in regard to anime because it was looked at as you're weird. You are in this stigma we don't understand what this is. You're into cartoons. It's all this weird stuff. What is like, I don't get what's going on. Um, and now it, 
it's interesting how pop culture the tides go up and down right and so mm-hmm. now it's actually if you don't know anime and you're even as an, a young kid I would imagine that you're looked at as weird like what do you mean you don't like demon slayer what do you mean you don't like hunter hunter <laughs> now you're outcast that actually is how it is yeah, yeah. the school-based counselor can confirm yep, yes that's how it is now right so now anime is looked upon as like socially you know it's always been used there's always been a social relation with it but now it's it's more of um if you don't like it you're uncool and you're out of the group um but yes definitely one of those things um is there anything else you felt like you wanted to add on into anime I love how Jess added that she watched it in session with her, with oh, her teen yeah. and her kiddo. Um, I have never actually done that, but I think that's genius. And I think that it's a great way to connect with your um, your younger clients and to like kind of talk about their favorite characters and what they really liked and what their favorite episode was and what they learned from what was going on in the situation and mm-hmm. how it applies to some of the things that they're struggling with mm-hmm. at home because everybody experiences a childhood whether or not it's good or bad you have a childhood that you go through and there's something in your life that you connect to that gives you some sense of wow like this person has had it either worse than me or they have the experience is similar to me mm-hmm and yeah. to be able to like, you know, connect in that way is so powerful and so healing. Um, and I just love to see the, like the, the reenactments on YouTube. Those are the, the best. Like, those are so hilarious. <laughs> when people like do like their little skits of yeah. anime on, on YouTube, it's the most funniest thing to be. Uh, I'll have to look those up. I haven't seen too many. I've seen some that just pop up that are popular on like reels and stuff, but. Yeah, I think I think my favorite aspect is the cosplay. I mean, yeah. it's my favorite thing. And as someone who used to LARP, I know separate from from anime, but I always encourage my clients as well if they have a character that they really look up to, or even if it's like a D and D character, an anime character, to cosplay mm-hmm. as them, even if you don't go anywhere, to dress up as as that person to or that that character and embody the characteristics that you admire in them is so cool and i went to wondercon not too long ago some of the outfits that i saw some of the cosplays that i saw like i saw super ball gown disney princesses of like ursula and ariel and like jasmine but it was beautiful giant gorgeous gowns Mm -hmm. that is badass that creativity and that uniqueness that's what i love about anime and about cosplay there's so much room for uniqueness whether it be in story animation the outfits the character creation it's really cool and there's a lot of room for a lot of different things also one of the things that i i really enjoy as well is that there has been this movement to where you are cosplaying and you're able to either gender bend or you you're a different ethnicity 
than the cause than the character but you cosplay you know I do follow quite a bit of um of Instagram accounts where they are black women cosplaying right and they're and they're coming forward and basically saying look like we're cosplaying this character and we're making it look good and there is a lack of representation you know and granted right if this is kind of created based on like Japanese culture you know what I mean they tend they do are they're a lighter race or you know white or Asian you know yeah um but it's just really cool to be able to see just different people just taking it and making their own and still you know and all and wearing it with like natural hair and all of that I think that that's just one of the great things about being able to cosplay and even if you don't exactly look like the character it's just because you love the character so much you want to embody characteristics of it mm-hmm. and it's also super fun to play characters that are like really evil <laughs> those are like the best because it's just like yes you get I could me, never Sam. do you this I could never do be her in real life but I could be her right now <laughs> for sure for sure um you know, be, I know we have one last segment. We couldn't leave the spider pages out. But before that, I just wanted to give just a resource for anyone that is really interested in anime and mental health. There is an organization called Anime for Humanity. And basically, it links together the two. Um, there is even a podcast on there that they talk about that does discuss um, anime and mental health. And it's just strictly that. But basically, they provide a lot of resources. They this is um, uh, an organization that is present at many different um, conventions. So I saw on their website that they have been for a very long time. I think it was like 18 years or something in a row, like Anime Expo. That number could be very completely false, but it was a very big number. It was in the double digits for sure. Um, So. I just wanted to, to kind of get, provide that resource in case anyone wants to follow that a bit further um, and just see. But I definitely think being able to link it and look at it in this perspective gives you a different pair of eyes when you watch it. And maybe now you'll look at it differently. Like, oh, <laughs> like us, we diagnose the characters. <laughs> PTSD, <laughs> depression, anxiety, you know, maybe now you, you, you do that too. So <laughs> how fun. You said it's anime for humanity? Animeforhumanity.org. Mm-hmm. It was super cool. It looked really cool. Um, but, you know, since it's my turn to host, I wanted to do things backwards. Uh, so Carissa is going to close us out with an episode from the Spider Pages. That's right. Thank you so much for tossing it back. And I love you did a great job. This was a great podcast. I'm really glad that we talked about it. I'm going to try not to move as much because I apparently keep (laughs) on the YouTube version. If you're not on Spotify, I keep like disappearing. Um, but anyway, so if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Uh, the Spider Pages is basically where we kind of discuss um, 
you know, a specific event that kind of comes up. We are therapists, right? And so as therapists, we are governed by our boards. In the state of California, it's the Board of Behavioral Sciences. And so sometimes as we are out in the field working with clients, sometimes we don't make the right moves. We fuck up. And when we fuck up, shit hits the fan, right? And we might get sanctioned by the board. That could be a fine, that could be suspended, that could be your license revoked, okay? And so we are here just to talk about like what went wrong, some red flags if you're a client working with a therapist, like some things shouldn't be happening. These are information for you. And if you're a soon-to-be therapist, right? Maybe you need to know like, yo, I can't do X, Y, Z. Um, and so that's what this is about. We're not going to give out any names. Um, all of this is going to be fictitious names. We're just here to talk about it. We're not here to make fun of anybody. So let's just have fun. Um, and we're going to talk about this person. This is a licensed person. I'm going to switch it up because I think the last couple of ones were associates, which is fine. I'm an associate. That's okay. But we need to know. <laughs> We need to know about the license. They no, have even fair. more to lose. It hurts it's only my fair. soul even more because I'm there. <laughs> yeah, even ah, more to lose. This shit's hard. This shit is hard. This shit is hard. Okay, so this person, hands down, uh, I'm going to just, you know, I'm not going to do any alliteration. I'm going to just say they're all about the Benjamins. Let's just keep it 100. They are all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> I wish. All about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> That's about it. We don't want to get <laughs> copyright. <laughs> copyright. <laughs> so. This person that's all about the Benjamins was licensed. Uh, basically, this is what had happened. <laughs> what had happened was, okay, between 2005 through 2015, so this was a couple of years ago now, um, what the board found was that this person, the licensed person, was in a scheme basically to defraud and deprive patients of their rights to honest services from physicians. What that basically means is that they had a hookup with other physicians where they would make referrals of their clients to said uh, doctors, physicians, chiropractors, and medical clinics. Okay. Now, we're not supposed to be doing this. We can make referrals, but we're not supposed to get kickbacks. We're not supposed to get paid for that. So this person was making these referrals. This person was getting paid for making said referrals to the point where it cost over $16.9 million in claims to be submitted for shockwave treatments. Yep. Shockwave. Yeah, yeah. A mess or <laughs> like you guys, this face is hilarious. I told you that's why I said damn when I read it. <laughs> like, are we talking transcranial or are we talking? Oh like, my god, we are getting into this. Like, oh my god. Like, okay. So basically, what happened? Because I want to, I want to throw out the money there first because I have throw the money. It out. 
Okay. Okay. So this is, he, so he referred the patients to a company for shockwave treatments uh, where this shockwave company is billing the insurance companies collecting fees and then providing the proceeds to the licensed person. They were able to obtain half a million dollars in this scheme. Half a million dollars? Half a million. Hold on, but... Them alone. No, I know. My next question is, do they keep it even if they get caught? (laughs) They say, I mean, is it worth it? That's all I want to know. They pay all the loans. They pay all the (laughs) loans. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, shit. That gets me out of debt. Maybe I don't want to be a therapist anymore. That's the way out. <laughs> That's like the way out. You this. want to be like, a therapist? What is this? Like, girl, half a million. I looked at that like, duh. <laughs> half a million. I'm over here crying. Yo, how does she get so far? The shit is. I got goosebumps. I was like, Uh, whoa. Either this went on a long time before they caught it, or she was getting like a lot of kickback. Or this was between 2000, so for 10 years. Oh my God. If she would have stopped at nine years. (laughs) I was going to say, that could be like nine weeks in Beverly Hills. I mean, if she would have just stopped five years sooner, man. That's what happens when you greedy. You got something that's working. It ain't gonna last forever. You greedy. And this is. I think I don't know. I see. I don't want to say this, but I have to say it. Look. Say it. Say it. This is how they fucked up. I was gonna say, like, if you get away with it for ten years, how did you fuck up on that tenth year? What you happened? know what I'm saying? They had to renew their license. Oh no. Dumbass. And so, you know, when you renew your license and the application and asks you, um, since your last renewal, have you had any license disciplined by a government agency or other disciplinary body, or have you been convicted of any crime in the state? Client said, Nick, I mean, the, not the client, the, the licensed person said, no. Especially was she convicted of anything? And then it says that then um, later the the uh, licensed person notified the board that they had been convicted of a crime um, and answered mm-hmm. yes. Oh, so they said no, and then they're like, "Fuck, let me reverse card Uno card that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, yo, if you was. <laughs> Y'all, I would have just yeah. bowed out, become a coach. Probably is a coach you know now. <laughs> I would have just not renewed my license. I would have bowed out. I've heard of therapists doing that though. Yeah. Like that's actually my thing a was I, I'm most concerned. Like okay, aside from being all about the Benjamins, I'm most concerned about how many of those patients actually needed shockwave treatment. I know. Well, th- I think that's the reason why this this law or this like rule is in place is because. You would be fucking referring people that don't even need it. People that uh, you might be referring to someone that's going to do more harm than good. Yep. Just for the money. It's it's a self-interested referral or a self-invested referral than it is for the 
better or the good of the client, which is why we're not supposed to get that. Yeah. So in our law and ethics, we can't receive, um, if if that wasn't clear, we are not allowed to receive uh, payments for referrals Mm -hmm. um, under the Board of Behavioral Sciences in the state of California as uh, a therapist. Whether you're associate or licensed, that is not okay. The other issue is basically how they were, uh, aside from that, it was the part that they were basically defrauding healthcare uh, by making these claims to the insurance companies. So that was the other big issue that they were doing. It's basically insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. And I think the common theme of these spidey pages are if you, you as a clinician and a person of power are benefiting at the expense of the client in any way, shape, or form, you're fucking up. Yeah. Point blank. That's a lot of money. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I know. But here's the thing. So here's the here's the devil's advocate or whatever. I was doing a training. We had to do a training today. And it was a very short, like, it was a very short thing on simple practice. And it was how to keep, how to maintain happiness as a therapist or how to be a th- happy therapist or whatever. One of the women that's a therapist, I was talking about it, was like, for the amount of schooling that we need to do and the cost, we are one of the lowest paid professions because we do not do, we do not, or we get a master's, we pay all this money to do this high level program and we do not get out with either a doctor salary or a lawyer salary. We get out with a very, very low salary and sometimes maybe not even paid. For the amount of, of of basically requirements, not even just schooling. So you have to do your bachelor's, you have to do your master's, and then you have to do 3,000 hours plus however 52 weeks, which is a whole year of supervision. And you have to continue to get supervision until you're licensed. For the amount of things that you have to do, we are the lowest paid. So I see why a bitch did it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it ain't gonna be me, but also I ain't gonna get caught. I'm gonna dip out your five, like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? Now, looking at those those bitches that retired, and they're like, it just wasn't for me, but I have a lot. I just want to know, did she get the money? Because that's just something for me to think about. (laughs) That's a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, hey, all about the Benjamins, you know, I don't think it was worth it. <laughs> oh, I know, but you think she had to pay it back? What if you have to pay it back? What if she doesn't have it and you Yo. have to pay it back? Oh, shit. I'm but pretty she sure may there's have some a million, like how many of those like... people actually needed shockwave treatment though? For real though. Yeah, what were they shocking? I know. I keep looking, I don't see anything specifically about the 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 clients maybe they were doing like baby shocks i'm hope fingers crossed they were doing little tiny baby shocks that are like the equivalent of like getting your dog to stop barking i want to know though like what area was this in oh yeah does it say what area what 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 city what area or what state? Is that too much information or like? Should I mess no, it we up? don't know their name. We want to okay, know. Uh, it's uh, it's Cali, Orange County. Damn, Cali. Orange County. Orange County, yeah. 
Okay, so I can see how <laughs> something like shockwave therapy, which I'm looking at pictures, it's kind of like the like muscle guns or some shit. But either way, being in a really holistic county, for the most part, I can see how they can get half a mil. Honestly, I wasn't joking in like nine weeks, but things are so expensive here and people put really exuberant price tags on stupid shit. Like they yeah. had a candle that smelled like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina in LA. Like if you could sell that for an uh, ungodly amount of money, I mean, shockwave therapy... They're probably upcharging the ever-living shit out of it and had some sort of deal with the physician of like, hey, we split it 50-50. Yeah, yeah. And I could only imagine if they're doing that type of shit, what was their markup on their actual therapy services? Mm-hmm. 1,000%. And what were they doing with billing for that? Were they doing like fucking 15-minute sessions and billing for a full hour? I don't know. I don't know like, about that. That's, no, that, but I mean, that's too much shit. I'm, I'm like, yo, like I'm like, looking at this and I'm like, the scheme was like, okay, like the the people's co-conspirators were the ones that owned the company, that owned the shockwave treatment company. And basically what they did was they provided mobile shockwave therapy to patients at their doctor's offices. So they drive up to the patient's office, man. come get... It wasn't even like a physician office. It was a mobile service that provided. They made it, it as wow. Like I bet, I'm like wow. Obtainable. That's why y'all didn't get caught for so long. Y'all was never one place. I mean, I give it for the shockwave people for being able to market into a contractual deal with a therapist to offer. Dumb but smart. Yes. I also want to like talk to them to see how they marketed. Like, <laughs> can I just like see your marketing like team? How, how did you? Because that's a lot of money. They were doing something right <laughs> while doing something incredibly wrong. They, but they were doing a lot of things right to get this business going. You know what I'm saying? Sam, they're in our neck of the woods. Wrong. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. It's wrong, like, but like, how many business. fucking doctor's offices was y'all able to walk into? Right? <laughs> they just drive. They have a drive through. They just go through, you know, come on in. And this also begs the question how many other therapists are doing this shit and getting half a mil just haven't been caught yet? Oh. Hmm. Because we hear about some shady shit. We're on, like, those therapist Facebook groups doing some shady shit. The therapist Facebook group. It comes up everywhere. (laughs) Like, we had our own member, Christy. Her shit was straight up jacked and stolen. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. (laughs) She made a business card and revamped, launched an Instagram, and is launching her own business rebranding really kick-ass marketing a really kick-ass logo for another therapist to jack it and not only that but double down and claim it as their own yes and the thing is is that it's even funnier 
this is why people are dumb and they get caught is because this person decided to share it in this Facebook group and said, what do y'all think too much? If she would have never shared it online, she would have never gotten caught. And I'm not saying that, but if you're dumb enough to do that, you're dumb enough to get caught. Like, so bitch, dumb. where did you find it? Come on now. You didn't fucking put this together. I don't even you know. saw it. At least and they were like, oh, I want it. it. Like, at she least literally colors. Copy and save image as posted it. <laughs> the shit looked the same, Jessica. It was <laughs> it was the same image. She didn't no, even that's edit. what I'm saying. I like know. it was the same. I know. Like, if if you would have been that stupid, and we're not saying names, because we're not we're not throwing anyone under the bus, but you know who you are, shame on you. Shame on anyone who steals another therapist's marketing. It's not that fucking hard. I can't tell you how many lotus blossoms and trees and holistic shit that I see. Make your own logo. I made this shit on Canva. If I can do this, so can you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Don't be shitty to other therapists. Or as an artist for another artist, you're basically copying. She went and got someone to make this for her and design it. Right. And basically someone else stole another person's work that they did. So she paid for it. And basically this person is presenting it as their own for free. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Don't do that. That was out of pocket. I feel like we should make an anime about this both the person that is the fifth whatever half a million oh, yeah. is also the person that stole <laughs> yeah this shit will be lit yes <laughs> i stole your insurance monies and i'll steal your business card too oh my god <laughs> she It'll be the anime version of what's that bitch name? Anna, whatever. Oh, Anna Dubby. Why are you so poor? (laughs) Why don't you just do what I do and make half a million dollars? Just do shock therapy. It's great. Right? (gasps) That seriously is what the dub would be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of therapist red flags, we have an awesome topic coming up. Because I hear all the time, yeah, I'm ready for therapy, but like, what are some things I should look out for? Like, how do I know what makes a shitty therapist? What are some of the things that are yikes? So I felt what better way to explore than that than explore maybe some yikes therapists we've seen, interacted with, maybe had as colleagues or supervisors, or have heard from clients or maybe experienced ourselves. So we'll explore therapist red flags coming up soon. So, Sam, you want to go ahead and close it out for us? All right. I just wanted to say thank you so much 
for coming and spending time. Maybe you can catch us at the next cosplay event. I don't know. It might be going to Anime Expo. I know our girl Jess here was just at Comic-Con. Was it Comic-Con? Yeah, it was Comic-Con. WonderCon. Wonder Comic-Con oh. coming up in it July. Is. So oh, yeah. I won't be able to make it, but... Mm. <sighs> But AX is coming up. There's a lot of them. So maybe if you see us around, say hi. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much. And we'll catch you next week when we talk about Red Flags.